What's up, everyone? You're listening to The Roz Project. My name is Ivan Temelkov, and I'm your host. On this podcast, we discuss entrepreneurship, personal development, family tech, and marketing. Why should you listen to this podcast? This podcast is for those of you who are looking for life-changing advice and ways to thrive digitally with your business. As always, all content is 100% real, raw, and unfiltered. Today, I have a special guest on the show that I'm pretty excited to chat about his name is Shahid Durrani and a little bit about uh, Shahid. Uh, he is a leader and entrepreneur with business in medical advertising and manufacturing, also online. He was able to launch successful businesses without having any knowledge and experience. He has also created a unique program for multidisciplinary clinics to grow their practice. He's also the co-founder of MyGoTo.io, which is an automotive site where people can post their vehicles to sell and has a membership component. I'm working, he's currently working on creating digital programs to help make money online. And he's also an IG influencer. Shahid, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ivan. Thank you for having me. Awesome, man. Awesome. So I know we were chatting a little bit about, you know, you before we hit record here and the yeah. conversation was starting to roll. And that's when yeah. I was like, whoa, time out. Let's let's record <laughs> this. Let's get it on the podcast. This is good info. Right. So yeah. let's start out with what I want to know is let's spend a couple of minutes, you know, talking about your background. So like before you became an entrepreneur, before you started building businesses, before you built my go to that IO, let's go way back and tell us a little bit about your background like what led you up to doing what you're doing today so as a kid uh, i don't know i don't want to start all the way back from the kid time but i'll try mm -hmm. to make that portions as short as possible as a kid i always wanted to be in business uh, my dad i was really close to him he would always travel um, because he was a, he was an engineer for textiles um, so he would always try uh, travel and, and uh, a week to a couple weeks to a couple months sometimes when I was younger. But I was because I was really close with him, I wanted to, him to be with us, right? Especially me. Um, and so I always envisioned, you know, having that freedom, having that, that power of having a business. And I used to look at business. I remember just looking at him and saying, oh, I'm going to own that one day. I'm going to own that. I would just be daydreaming in my head. Um, and then, you know, I got to a... a just knowing that and then and then you know in high school i was a big kid so i got you know bullied i didn't really understood and then i kind of realized that my size was was intimidating so i kind of mm -hmm. fell back and i made my my place um you know i i, I try to kind of stay away from trouble but it was there um and then from high school onwards i i you know, I wanted to be in business, so I tried a different different types of businesses back then. Almost anybody had a wish for me, or or or, or something that, mm -hmm. that was nicely designed and packaged for me. I would jump on it, and I would I would I just I kept doing, kept losing, kept doing, kept losing a lot of lost a lot of money. Um, and then you know, my dream was to I wanted a family because I was just I felt very lost, right? Um, and I put my mind to it, you know, in the next year, like I need to get married two years at maximum, right? So I, I don't know how, you can't find that kind of stuff in the places that you would traditionally go. So I just, right. I was at my cousin's wedding and then I, I met her and I got married. Um, at that, at that time I was like full of debt. Like I was in bad, bad position, bad condition. Um, I ended up at my, my brother's basement studio apartment. 
Um, it was basically a room, a bathroom, and a kitchen all in one. Um, we just had like a new baby. Um, uh, he was like you know, under a year at that point. Um, and then, you know, I would just, I would just see that space and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I, I can't, I can't do this. This is not what I was envisioned, especially for my wife. She was like very claustrophobic and she still is. Um, but, uh, I, I said, you know, I need to get out of this. I need to kind of find my way. Um, and I, I kind of lost it one day and I was in the bathroom. I remember, and I was just, uh, thinking about like the fact that, you know, he's like four, maybe two feet of space that he's kind of. Um, crawling in my son, right? So I said, this is not good. Like I need a better something for me. So what happened was from there, I started taking, I made a decision. I made, actually wrote a note. I wrote a note to, to myself, a promissory note that this is what I'm going to do, that I need to mm -hmm. get there. And I started taking massive action. So I started taking like all sorts of action. Like I just kept going, but not stupid ones that I was, I had experienced by then. You know, I was trying new. I can't just go for a pretty package. You know, I got to make sure I research and all that. I was still struggling. So a friend of mine got me into a huge uh, grocery chain at their head office. I worked there as an analyst, um, you know, didn't know what I was doing much. So I had to kind of learn everything uh, in that, in that uh, field. Uh, but I was good at that. I changed my career so many times because I was never happy, right? So I kept changing, finding opportunities, working hard, failing, getting a job, trying to recover, right? So it was like a, a vicious circle that I was going through. Um, at that grocery chain, I kind of developed a, um, a side hustle, a mobile application development uh, company. Mm -hmm. So I was developing uh, applications, iOS and Android, for businesses to market themselves, to kind of stand out in the market back then, right? I did pretty good. I had a, a, a whole bunch of... Um, uh, restaurants and I had uh, um, some um, IT companies that were developing some uh, apps that gave us some components to do. Um, but then I hurt my back really bad. So once I hurt my back, I was looking around for different uh, facilities. I went to a couple and I noticed that the practitioners were amazing. They were all skilled, well trained, everything was great. But if I'm paying out of my pocket for a service, I need to feel that experience I feel when I go to a restaurant or a five-star hotel. I, I'm a consumer. I'm paying. I need a special mm -hmm. type of treatment when I go somewhere, right? Back then when we used to go out, right? But no. So, right. so, yeah. so I wanted to create, uh, I said, what's missing here is an experience. It's what the patient wants and deserves when they're going for care. If they're in pain, they shouldn't have to kind of be treated in a way that that you're just a number, right? It had to be, there had to be a unique sure. history. Sure. So I tried three different facilities. I made a decision that I think this is my way to help people that I always wanted to as well. And it's a service industry because, you know, a lot of people, baby boomers, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's a growing industry. But the problem was I had no idea what to do. So I just started going on, on, on websites and trying to find opportunities to see if I could maybe buy into some some business right so i found this location in scarborough in ontario here in toronto and um it was a foot clinic so, so the foot clinic i i took over with my brother so i went partners with my brother took over this this um foot clinic kind of revamped it they were all excel based so i had to kind of rechange change all add the systems in the processes um 
but I was still relying on the traditional way of word of mouth that clinics work on. Most clinics work on like, you had a good experience at my facility, you'll tell your family members, they go there, they're treating me good, you know, you can get your services done there or whatever products that you need. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just in a handful, right? You can't really make good money just relying on that. Um, I spent a lot of money on just putting Google, uh, Google ads. Um, I felt like it was a waste, but I just, because of my whole environment that has a clinic was a generic concept. Right. You, know, you open a clinic, put a board up saying you have physio, massage, chiro, right? You have all the services and then you feel like this should be coming now because that's, that's what I did. Like a lot of healthcare professionals, you study, you open it up, but you, you, you feel like you can actually bring in the business just by opening, but it's not really true. You need to kind of have the business side of it, the systems behind it, right? right? So from there, I started developing this program called TAPE, the Absolute Patient Experience. This program basically, in a nutshell, it provides experience the moment that a patient will find us to the moment they're discharged. Every single touch point has been articulated and designed to make that patient feel like, like amazing, right? So from there, everything was, I created everything from the paperwork, like what you need, the forms, the intake, everything is designed in a way that, that everybody plays their part in the facility. So, you know, the admin has their own dance, right? The uh, practitioners have their own dance, the PTSS and after. So everybody kind of works together to provide that experience with the patient. That became so successful that our patients started coming from different areas. Like even they would travel an hour, an hour and a half from a different city, maybe 60, 70 kilometers away. You know, they would come for treatment to by our facility. As you know, every plaza has a clinic, right? So right. it's, it's like, you know, for someone to travel from far away to come to see us, we're doing something right. Uh, we created some plans um, where basically the patient is happy, the clinic is happy, everybody's happy because the cash flow is higher because the tape program provided some uh, program of care that they can up, they can buy ahead of time, right? And then get care for it and then, you know, afterwards. So it's like a, a pre-paid plan for their treatment. So that is all designed that was bringing in good cash flow. Um, so everything was put together in a way to kind of, to provide that, that uniqueness that they will, they will basically become raving fans of the establishment. During this time when I was at the clinic, I met my, my partner, um, um, Dwayne, and then we, he has this concept he's been working on since 2008 for automotive industry. He, I, I jumped on it because it was a really good opportunity. So we were developing that since 2016. Uh, we kind of had to put a break on it right now because automotive is not deemed essential. Right. Um, with our clinic, right? It's not deemed essential right now. So, so both things are kind of on a hold. I'm working on on creating, you know, uh, this program. Talk about tape created in a digital format. So for clinics that they can purchase this, learn it, or if they want plug and play, we can give them plug and play that they just have to easily insert it. We also provide the marketing component of Facebook and everything because we already had spent thousands of dollars testing what works, what doesn't work. We have all that data, so anybody can kind of come in anywhere in the world, we can get them set up and they can use our data to kind of grow their clinic as well. But they have to kind of follow the entire ecosystem that was developed yeah. under tape. 
Um, so that's what I'm working on. I'm also working on a, on a, a launching a podcast uh, that we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah. And hopefully we'll talk more after the interview as well. So well, first of all, amazing story. And I want to touch on a few points there because this is literally the emphasis of this podcast. So as you were sharing your story and taking us all the way back, the very first thing that stuck in my mind is you are a visionary and the world needs more visionaries. You see someone like me as an Eastern European, I grew up majority of my life basically following the yellow brick road, being told what to do, you know, go to school, get your education, you know, go to college, get a job, buy a house, get married, two kids, all this stuff, right? Now, very much like you, from a very early age, you know, I knew that I wanted more out of life. You know, I had these, these visions, you know, even though high school was a very dark place of my life because that was the time that my family uh, immigrated to the United States. I'm originally from Bulgaria. I was bullied all through high school because, you know, I was the kid with long hair, big glasses, you know, I was a cultural misfit. I was uh, very antisocial. In fact, for a long time, uh, most people used to think that I was an introvert and I was never really an introvert. I was an extrovert. It's just that I was afraid to express myself because of the judgment that people will pass upon me. So as you were talking about all these things, you know, I could really resonate with my own story because I went through similar experiences. Now, as an entrepreneur, though, as you were talking about all these experiences from your childhood into, you know, high school, and then, you know, you were talking about being the fat kid, you know, I think us entrepreneurs, we are a completely different breed. We are risk takers. We sacrifice. We are visionaries. We see opportunities where most people don't are living in this kind of bubble in a comfort zone. And the reality of things is the world needs more people like you and me because we are the, at the front lines. We're the, the innovators of tomorrow. Yes. We're the people who are going to leap, take leaps of faith to help change the economy, to help drive the economy, to create more jobs, to yes. create new businesses, to create yes. new things into the world that the world needs, not mm-hmm. just necessarily business related. And so when you were talking about all these things, you know, the thing that was going in the back of my mind was this guy is a true visionary. This guy is a true entrepreneur because us entrepreneurs, like I said, we, we take risks, we sacrifice, we, we try things that most people won't try with the hope that something's going to come out of it. Right. And so I think from, with your, with your two businesses that you were talking about, you know, I, it sounds like they've been very successful and that's great to hear because I think a lot of people in society seek instant gratification behind everything. And us entrepreneurs, we kind of mm-hmm. like when you got into your medical business, you didn't know in the beginning that this was going to be successful. You were just oh. taking a giant risk, but you took that risk because you had faith. You knew I can do this and in the long term, something's going to come out of it. Now, you were talking about the essential side of it right now with COVID-19 and everything that's going on. You know, I've probably spent the last three or four episodes just 
circumventing, you know, around COVID-19 things, right? Mm-hmm. And talking about it. I think there's two types of people right now. Us entrepreneurs are seeing COVID-19 as a huge opportunity, huge opportunity. to plan, to plan, to refine our craft, to become more efficient, to become yes. more productive, to build more relationships. Yes. And there's the people on the other side who are just fearing. They're like, oh my yeah. God, like, how am I going to come out of this? Well, the reality of things is that's every day, right? I mean, the sky could fall down every day, right? You could get hit by a bus in 15 seconds. Yeah. So living yeah. in fear is not a good way to push forward. And this is why I wanted to elaborate upon this because this podcast really focuses on the entrepreneurial side because very much like you, I'm a father, I'm a husband, you know, I have two kids, you know, I have a business and I've risked a lot, a lot. I've lost a lot, a lot. In fact, I've gone bankrupt over stupid ideas. And to this day, yeah. most people will say, why don't you get a full-time job? Why don't you go back to doing this? Yeah. So many counterintuitive things. And you know what? The more and more that I stay in business, the more I realize that it's extremely important to be true to yourself. Yeah. Always true to be, be true to yourself, no matter what you do, because you'll always have the world telling you that you shouldn't do something or yeah. family or friends or colleagues yeah. or whatnot. But at the end of the day, if you set your mind to it and you're confident that you can accomplish that, that's what you should do. Yeah. And so, you know, believe you have to believe, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to touch upon that. So, okay. We talked about the podcast, right? I, I want to spend the next couple couple of minutes kind of talking about, cause you had a really interesting idea about your podcast and, Let's spend, you know, just a couple of minutes talking about, you know, what do you want to do with this podcast and how do you want to influence the world? So, so what I wanted to do is I wanted to create a, a podcast about something that I'm, I, I, I think about and I believe and I breathe and I, I, I visualize and I'm always like, I wake up in four and I wake up in the middle of the night just, just with ideas and right. Like I'm so passionate about entrepreneurship and business and seeing things come out with results, right? Like I'm very, like, I'm going to do this certain thing. What is the result? So I see the result. If it's good, you kind of keep growing with it. Right. So knowing that number one is that I wanted to kind of interview entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that, that have made it. Um, and, and kind of find out what's their um, superpower, what's their power, how do they get to where they need to get? Like there's always that one thing that, you know, you might be resourceful, like a crazy resourceful person, right? That's what I find myself to be is I, I'm, uh, I'm very resourceful, right? So there might be something that he, they might say that our listeners will hear that might trigger a thought in their mind that they were always always had it in them, but they never realized, right? So bottom line is by a podcast is to create a bigger and bigger audience to help more and more people. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to to serve and, and make an impact as big as possible, right? So though I'm always thinking about medias, for the longest time, I never even wanted to be on social media. I never even wanted to put my face up. Like I was so like, you know, shy. Like I didn't want to actually yeah come out like that right and i created an instagram page and i started posting motivational stuff right 
high quality content. Here I did put one page picture of myself here and there. Now I do a lot more of that, of my own pictures and stuff. Right. You know, I grew grew it, uh, you know, through relationships, through to through other influencers, and kind of uh, 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 combine and grow the page. You know, so I spent a lot of effort in in creating that 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 page that I have right now. Um, and from there, I'm feeling that I have the contacts to get these kind of uh, entrepreneurs to that channel to kind of be a guest. Um, on the show, but really the, the the main main thing I would feel is to to get the, the fact that I can help people and also not just them learning, I'm learning, right? So right. the biggest thing is nobody, we don't know everything, right? So I'm a right. big, big uh, believer in self-education. I don't believe, I believe in finding resources, learning, even if you have to pay for it online, you buy these things because they're proven. These people that are selling it, they're not selling a lie. You'll know really fast if it's a lie. Just in their sales funnel, you'll kind of figure out right. what they're saying is a lie, right? You can really research <clears throat> quick about people. Um, but there's nothing wrong with, with spending money to create an economy, right? So if right. you find something, spend tons and tons of money, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of money I spent on courses I've learned. I've learned from, you know, like I've done courses with Dean Graziosi and Tony Rod. Like I learned, I did, like I spent, I kept spending my, anytime in my success time, I'm always spending on self-learning education. So in yeah. that, when I have this podcast, they're going to say things that, that are going to help me and help the masses. That's the, that's the vision about the entire podcast. Yeah. Um, the reason I wanted you to talk about the podcast is because you mentioned a couple of things. I don't know if you caught yourself in that is that uh, one of my mentors, Ed Milet talks about is this that if serving is below you, then leading is above you. Uh, what that really means is that, <clears throat> so you were talking about when you were sharing basically the theme behind the podcast, you mentioned about serving, about impacting the world, yeah. about changing it. Now, the best entrepreneurs that I have met are the people who are here to serve, to help others, yeah. to impact the lives of others in some form mm -hmm. or fashion. And I know one of the things that, you know, you were talking about with your podcast is uh, basically extracting the superpowers of these entrepreneurs because every entrepreneur has a superpower, believe it or not, yeah. because us as human beings, we have something unique that we all possess, that we do better than anybody else. It's like our one golden nugget. It's our one golden goose that like, you know, maybe, maybe it's, it's uh, luck or maybe it's tactics or maybe it's logic. Relationships, right? whatever, right? Exactly. And so I think you're, the reason I wanted you to talk about it is because it's great to hear, to see another entrepreneur like you who is wanting to impact and change the world because we can never have enough entrepreneurs out there. And what's really actually cliche about what's happening right now with COVID-19 and how the economy is struggling is this that, you know, with, with the businesses now that have closed, some of the bigger brands are going to be able to sustain because they can sustain this kind of a, a financial blow. Now, in the U.S. specifically, small business is the backbone of the economy. But guess what? Yeah. When COVID-19 happened, who's suffering the most? 
small businesses because they're incapable of sustaining a huge blowback like local restaurants, local businesses, you know, mom and pop brick and mortars are unable yeah. to sustain because they don't have the volume. They don't have the demand that these big conglomerates and major brands have. So I think this is amazing. And now more than ever, you know, a lot of people are turning to podcasts <clears throat> for perspective, for ideas, for insight. It's one of the best ways to get creative. And us entrepreneurs, this is exactly what we're doing, you know, during this time is really honing in on, okay, what can I do differently to become better? Can I sharpen a skill? Can I learn a new skill? You were talking about self-education, which I'm a huge believer on because I'm 100% self-taught myself in everything I know, but using this downtime to learn a new skill, improve your craft, because you know what? In about a month or so, when everything opens up for business, guess what? You're going to have the sharpest uh, knife, the sharpest tool in the shed, and being able to execute more, more effectively, more efficiently than everybody else. So, uh, Shahid, I know that this convo can go endlessly, and I'm looking forward to following up with you and talking about the podcast. But we've, before we close things out, can you tell the audience – how can they find you on the internet if they want to connect with you? Social handles, website, throw some links. Okay, so the, the, the best way, the quickest way for me to communicate is on Instagram. So if you go and search on Instagram, it is called official Shahid Dharani. So I'll spell it O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-S-H-A-H-I-D-D-U. R-R-A-N-I. Awesome. I'll make sure there or whatever. I'll make sure and include that in the caption too, because I know I have your your Instagram handle uh, to make sure that people can connect with you uh, out there on Instagram. I do want to thank you for the amazing conversation. Uh, I truly, truly uh, enjoyed it and I look forward to uh, chatting more about the podcast.